Welcome to episode 155 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and my guests today are Jennifer Goodman and Casey Christensen. They have a new musical out that you're going to tell us all about called Life in Boobs. (laughs) Can't wait to share this with you guys. Here we go. Come on, Mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, friends. I hope you're having a wonderful week so far. I know um, I'm doing great. Things are looking up. Um, I'm also really excited because I have a couple of wonderful guests on the show today. Two ladies, uh, Jennifer Goodman and Casey Christensen, and they have created a musical and are in a musical that they're workshopping here in Los Angeles called Life in Boobs. And it is a, um, from what I can tell, it sounds like it's going to be a wonderful time of storytelling and fun music, beautiful music, and um, just a lot of talk about boobs. So I'm going (laughs) to, and they explain it more beautifully than I just did. So I'm going to let them do that um, in our interview today. But as far as me, as far as I go, everything's going great. I feel very encouraged. I put some um, kind of personal stuff up on my Instagram last week and was very encouraged and very moved by the wonderful comments and um, messages that I got from everybody about how I'm struggling with the juggling, you guys. Uh, It's a lot to take in. Channing getting out of school every day at noon has proven to be a lot more difficult for me to get things done that I want to get done um, than I anticipated. But you know what? We roll with it. We do the best we can. And we hope that, you know, we get up the next day, we do it all again. And we hope that that everybody turns out okay. And um, speaking of everybody, I have a very special guest for the Mommy Monologue today. And I'm so excited. Hi, guest. Can you say your name? Hi, my name is Channing. Um, I have lots of pretty stuff at my house, and I saw a real-life unicorn. You saw a real-life unicorn? With a golden horn. Where was I? You were taking the picture of me. I was. Um, how was your school today, Money? Good. What did you learn? I... There was sharing time in my friend Noah. He know how he knows how to read, and he's Miss and he's in Miss Baldwin's class. Noah already knows how to read. Mm-hmm. Well, you need to step it up then, because you don't know how to read yet. Well, I know how to say like. Like okay. It's L I K E. Good job. Well, you spelled it. That's for sure. Um, so Bunny, what's been happening in your world lately? Are you liking kindergarten? Mm-hmm. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Let's elaborate. Elaborate. Can you, um, what do you like about kindergarten? Oh, I just like it because it teaches a lot of stuff. And in first grade, they could teach you how to read really goodly. No. Oh, ooh, goodly. Remember we said goodly is not a word. Ooh, sorry. <laughs> it's Okay. Is there anything you want to say to all of mommy's listeners on the podcast? Um, I want to say eat some candy. You want to say eat some candy? Well, that's perfect because number one, we have candy on our table right now, but also Halloween is coming up. Are you excited to get dressed up? We're going to dress up as the incredible, 
Evil Incredibles. The Evil Incredibles. That's right. We're going to be the Incredibles, but we're doing a little twist on it this year, and we're going to make them Evil Incredibles. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to do that. We're going to actually go to um, Mickey's Halloween uh, next week. No, this week. I guess when this episode comes out, it'll be this week. Um, we're going to go to Mickey's Halloween Adventure. We're going to go get some candies. Kind of become like a tradition for us. This is our third year to do it. And, um, yeah, we're just going to try to like have fun and enjoy the holidays. This is like one of my favorite times of the year. Um, although I will say, you know, when people say stuff like that, I'm like, Oh, well, do you hate the other times of the year? But I actually really love spring and I love summer too. So (laughs) can you really be one of those people that just loves all of the year round stuff, except for like maybe January, February? Um, because that's kind of where I'm at. There's so much to do, especially living here in California. Like it's really easy to fall in love with the summer times out here. Right. You like summer? Yeah. Cause you can go like swimming. So warm. It's so warm and so awesome. But fall is pretty great too. Cause that's when Halloween is. And what's after Halloween? My mommy's per- birthday. That's right. And today is Miss Baldwin's birthday, my teacher. That's right. Today's Miss Baldwin's birthday, but more importantly, my birthday is coming up in a few weeks and I'm trying to decide what to do to celebrate. I'm only going to be 29. Actually. Crazy. Um so anyway, it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good couple of weeks. I hope you guys are getting ready for all of the holidays. But I want to say thank you, Channing, for coming and being on the Mommy Monologue with me. Thank you. Can I tell you one more thing? Yes. Um, Actually, not in a few weeks your birthday's going to come. It's just going to come tomorrow, and today is Miss Baldwin's birthday. Okay, my birthday is not tomorrow. It is in a few weeks, but thank you very much for confusing everyone. Anyway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Okay. I didn't realize that. Thank you, Channing, for being on the show. Now we are going to get to our interview with my guests today, Casey Christensen and Jennifer Goodman. And they are going to tell us all about life in boobs. And you prefer Jen or Jennifer? Whatever you want. Okay. Um, I think you prefer Jennifer. Because I've asked you that three times. I've known you for 10 years. And you've always said Jennifer. Really? <laughs> I've never yeah. said Jen. Yeah. People I'd rather call, call you Jen because not it's everyone easier. Calls me See, you this whatever is, you want. This is you, very exciting. You call, <laughs> you, you call me what you want. Okay. Well, in that case, ladies, I'm going to air a little bit of this because I think this is really funny. I'm here with Casey and Jen slash Jennifer. Um, two stars of the new show Life and Boobs. Mm-hmm. Also actresses, writers, moms do it alls a little bit of everything right yes yes i will say we probably wouldn't go with we're the stars because this is a heavy musical Mm -hmm. show just to let you know yeah jennifer and i actually don't sing which is hilarious um so we have seven incredible singers that really are showstoppers but we jennifer and i are definitely in the show and love being a part of the cast tell me about what is the show where did it come from i about 10 years ago i had a an idea and I always had issues with my boobies and I never was really happy with them and as I got older and became a mom I had more issues with my boobs and there was nothing mean by issues tell me what you mean by issues like they just got in your way they talk back like you know what do your boobs do? You know, breastfeeding. Yeah. But you had the idea for the show before that. Because when you met me at Comedy You're Central right. stage, you were already pregnant. But you hadn't given birth yet. 
That's right. So you've been just wanting to do so a yeah, show I can't about remember forever. Either. No, it's right. okay. It's so been a good long that you're here process. together. Yeah, it's been a long process. <laughs> yes. But you had, you know, boob I did have ideas. the idea. Yeah. Yes, I had the idea, um, and then I came to Casey and. Now and here it, it is. And now here it is. Yes. So what is it? What is Life of Boobs? It's a musical. So it is a musical piece. It is a, a journey of every woman. I like to think of it as kind of like the old-fashioned Greek chorus concept of like every woman, every man kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So we deal with training bras to being felt up for the first time, being leered at, not Cancer. wanting necessarily to be looked at. Then we go into breast pumps and nursing and all the trials and joys and tribulation, all the embarrassing stuff that goes with that. And then we deal with breast cancer, which we're really excited about because it's an empowering take on it, but also a real take of like, this sucks. So one of my favorite songs in the whole show is called Suck It Cancer. Yeah. So we're trying to do a real look on it. And this is the first workshop that we're doing on Monday. Um, Ideally, with a more expanded version, I'd be adding in other issues for more women and more situations like I'd love to have more touches under the LGBTQ mm-hmm. issues like getting boobs through hormones what's that like right eventually if this goes to be like a world tour Broadway. like where we're doing it in South Africa and other places I'd like to add um you know Global issues boobs. that come up with like you know, yeah. tribal cultures and other matters in other Tell me worldly what you areas. Mean when you say workshop, so in case people are not don't fully understand what that means, what do you mean when you say you you're going to workshop something? So we're doing basically a workshop presentation. So it's by no means full production value. Mm-hmm. It's all the songs and it's a lot of the stories and the vignettes that will go with it. So a lot of it is really funny. A lot of it's really embarrassing, but there are dramatic monologues and scenes that come through. But it's not like the off-Broadway, Broadway version where here's the stage. You're in your bedroom. Costumes. You're, you know, your mom walks in. And we don't have any dance numbers, which eventually I would love to have dance numbers and um, some solo performances and, you know. Is this something an audience can come and see? Does an audience come and watch your workshop? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. So we're doing it one night at Vitello's, which is at 730 on Monday, October 22nd. Yes, that's when this episode will air, by the way. Yes, that's great. So it will be the night of hearing this. Yes. Um, and tickets will probably be available at the door. We're currently sold out, but if people want to come to the door. Where is that? Toluca Lake? Uh, Studio City. Yeah, Studio City. Okay. Oh, across Hunga. from Aroma? Yes. yes. That's the one I'm thinking yes. of. Okay, yes. yeah. I, Coyote. I had a, almost had a fundraiser there, but it didn't work out. They weren't available on the date. So I was like, wait, what does that sound familiar? So, yeah. Cool. Yes. Yeah, they have an awesome. Um, place upstairs with a stage and like a great meeting space so that's perfect yeah it's a cabaret stage we're gonna be having like 110 people in there awesome um and we're sold out and we've got lots of fun people coming and you can get dinner you can get some wine you can watch the show it's a great mom's night out for sure yeah so um this is something you said you've been working on for quite some time but it also feels very timely with everything that's happening in hollywood with a lot of women coming Mm -hmm. forward sharing their stories um about being a woman and also about their boobs Mm -hmm. uh, is this something that other people other women have contributed to or is this something you've written and then you cast it and actors are portraying the stories I've written it, we've cast it, and actors are portraying their stories. Okay. That said, I, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Actors are portraying my words right. okay. of, of various stories. But the stories are all real. So things that either happened to Jennifer or I directly yeah. or, okay. or to our own personal friends. So nothing is fabricated in this, right. which is why it's so funny. Because when it's ridiculous, it's rooted in complete 
real honesty. And I think there's so much that a person who doesn't yet have kids will relate to. There's so much that a mom will relate to. There's so much that anyone who's had a family member go through cancer, let alone mm-hmm. breast cancer, will relate. But all of it is real. So if you haven't yet tried nursing and dealt with a lactation coach, when you watch <laughs> that scene, you're like, oh, my God, that seems so ridiculous. But it's, it's, it's real. so real. Real, real. so real. It, yeah. There's... Not that it's sad, but there's, you know, going through, you know, pumping and nursing and it's emotional, Mm -hmm. but it's also then you have the fun side of the comedy and the dance and the song and it's kind of laughter and and cry. Um, And why is this something important for you guys to do? Because this is not obviously a subject that we have the vagina monologues. The vagina gets a lot of attention. So why is this something important for you guys to do to talk about the boobs and the female body in this? I I think because all women have different issues with their breasts. Some some don't. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's cancer. There's breastfeeding. There's having surgery. I, I just think no one really talks about it. I feel like people huh. talk more about, you know, vagina monologues. Yeah, yeah. And there's nothing out there that says boobies. Yeah. And there's so many issues about boobs. Yeah. And I feel like it needs to be talked about and it needs to be get out there. And especially people who do have, you know, cancer. Have issues yeah. like that, yeah. I don't know what happened or why all of a sudden Facebook is showing me all these bra mm-hmm. ads. Mm-hmm. I think maybe I clicked on one one right. time and now my Facebook feed is like, you need to try this bra, this bra, this bra. And I'm like, I had no idea there was so many There's bras. So much going on. And I will go through and I'll read the comment sections of women who are like, do you have this in, you know, 92F or whatever? And they, they're like, yes, we do. And I'm like, what? Who's, amazing. Whose boots are that big? And yeah. oh my goodness, yeah. how uncomfortable must that be? And then you start thinking we are all different shapes and sizes, not just our tummies and our butts and our guts, but our boobs as well. And so I love that you guys are talking about that Mm -hmm. and talking about the different issues that come with the boobs. Yeah. Well, I talk about that. I have a monologue about when I had gone to get a breast augmentation consultation and I Mm -hmm. ultimately decided not to do it. But a whole huge reason why I always did it is even when I was like at my skinniest, when my most eating disorder version of myself, like skinny, 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 I still never filled the bra part out. Mm. So I would be so thin, but the size that fit my waist and my booty did not correlate with what would fit me up top. So it made me go, oh, well, if I'm not fitting in up top, I guess my rest of my body is supposed to actually be smaller. Mm. So I should be keep getting smaller and smaller. Smaller, And then what would happen is my proportions stay the same. And now I've gained weight and it's like, I still have the weird proportion. I just think we just, we're, we can't win if in, we're trying to fit some kind of mold or something Mm -hmm. that in our minds we think we should be. Um, I would love to be the size I was in college and high school again. I never gained the freshman 15. I gained like the married 50. <laughs> married 50. I tell my husband, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I sold you a bill of goods, buddy. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> but I feel like we try so hard to want to like, you know, we, we want to look and feel a certain way. And, you know, mostly just, I want to feel good in my clothes. Yeah. You know? And for me, I've always had issues because my breasts are large and I would go to see doctors and get a consultation and I was too scared to do it and when I lose weight I lose in your boobs yes so currently I feel like they're not 
so 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 big they're big but maybe they're kind of Does it make you self-conscious is that what's happened or ever since I've been little I always not little little but you know maybe 13 mm-hmm. or 14 I was very very self-conscious like I always wore a t-shirt in the pool um, or a sweatshirt um, I always covered up did you develop early? Were you one of the girls that developed early? I did. Yes, and I you had did, yeah. a bra. Like, I remember going bra shopping, and it was, like, traumatic. It was, like, mm-hmm. really, really scary. Why is that? Is it because we then suddenly stand out? Yeah, they're or looking at you. Because you're also because you're becoming a, a woman. woman. Yeah. And I think, I think that's scary. Like, yeah. you're staring in the I mirror. I think it's and weird to be the one man. Out. So this is like, we actually literally have this scene in the show where I talk about where I wore a black sweatshirt sweatshirt for all of fifth grade over my uniform because I was wearing a training bra underneath and I didn't want people to know. And it's the same thing. I wasn't afraid of being a woman, but I was afraid that, like, I was already a foot taller than everybody else in the class. And I know right. you're tall. I don't know if you had this. Yeah, yeah. So it's, like, already, like, feeling like an ogre. Like you already stood yeah. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now when you come up to your head, like your head, little fifth grade boy comes up to where my <laughs> boobs are right. and I'm the only one with a training bra on it, right, you know, right. and my little uniform shirt was see-through and it was so yeah. embarrassing for me. It was totally, I didn't even recognize like womanhood or like any type yeah. of growth for me. It was totally just like, I'm yet again, the odd man out. I'm yeah. the first one that got a pimple. I was the first one that was tall. I was the first, and I was like, I'm sick of being first. Like overachiever. Yeah. Physiological overachiever. And in the show, I, there's a tank top song mm-hmm. and I would always be jealous of women who could wear like those, tank tops like those tight tank tops and walk around yeah. and their arms aren't crossed they're not covering their breasts yeah. they're just walking with confidence and I always envy you know like I always yeah. was like oh my god I want that I yeah. want that I yeah. never had boobs I always I was the girl who was like please let me have boobs one day because I was always very tall and very lean um and um I just never got them until I started gaining weight and then I was like oh there they are that's when I that's when I got them so I um I never I never went through that but I feel it now because clothes don't always fit right Mm -hmm. if I have to get something bigger it's looser up here you know like there's there's different issues that happen right right um, for sure. Now I want to talk about something you just mentioned, which is the music and the mm-hmm. songs. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Have you guys ever written a musical before? I Who have. wrote the music and sure. Well, Rachel Lawrence composed all the music, mm-hmm. which was an amazing collaboration. And we actually had a composer before Rachel that was a wonderful, awesome person, but it wasn't like a full fit for this tone of the show. Mm-hmm. And when we found Rachel, I was just so happy. She said yes. When she was like, yes, I'll do it on the phone. I was like jumping on a mic. Because she's stand. written music for some pretty big shows, she's right? She's amazing. So yeah. she has, yeah. she's a vocal coach, mm-hmm. one arm. Another arm is all of her composing um, career, which is incredible. And she's been a teacher at USC. So she's worked with the Casa Glee. She's worked with Grey's Anatomy cast. I don't know if she's been writing those music mm-hmm. pieces for those shows. I believe that she was vocally coaching them on those, but mm-hmm. I'd have to get Rachel to confirm. Um, and then there are other things that she's composed, but she's just a total joy. So what would often happen is I would send her the lyrics of songs that I had already written, and then she would take a pass at it. And sometimes she would take one pass and it was done, which is this beautiful lullaby that we have, um, which represents the first time this one woman's nursing. And it's really like every time I hear this song, I cry because of course I think of my kid and all this stuff. 
but it's a beautiful song um, for all parents, but I think mothers especially. Um, and, you know, that's an example of her hitting it one, one time. And then sometimes she would send me back something that was completely different than what I intended. And then I would tweak it according to what she said. And then we would go back and forth with more and more tweaks and versions. And sometimes she would bring something that was so radically different and just a, you know, out of the park idea that then I would change the scene leading up to that song and Mm -hmm. include lyrics or I'm sorry, dialogue that would fit with the tone of that song. So she is just a genius. Like we're so happy that she agreed to do that. You're you're both actresses, right? Mm -hmm. Was this something you wanted to do because we sort of live in the era now as actors where you have to create your own opportunities uh, were you guys kind of feeling like I'm tired of waiting around to do something first didn't think of it like that mm-hmm. but at, since it's been you know 10 years 7 8 year, years yeah. a long long time at first I didn't think of that I had to create my own work um, but as later on now I think times have changed and I didn't just do it to create work for me, not at all, but I, 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 I am do you lost f- in my words. I was going to say, do you feel like though that because we're actors, like it's hard to get noticed? And maybe I yes. do. Well, I've written a, a lot outlet. of things. Yeah. Yes, so for me, yes. I've written and produced a lot of stuff for myself for many years. And yes, one hand is that's the way to get yourself seen and known. Mm-hmm. Sure. The other hand is I have my specific tone that I really think is hilarious, regardless <laughs> of what other people think. All I right. think it's hilarious. So I worked for many years with Will Matthews, who's my longtime comedy partner. We wrote and produced from New York to L.A., mm-hmm. all kinds of stage stuff. Um, and when Jennifer, Jennifer actually saw me at the Comedy Central stage performing with Will and then approached me at, in the lobby after and said, hey, I have an idea. It's a show about boobs, but I'm not a writer. And then that was kind of the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And so then I was thinking about it and I was like, well, I don't want to do the vagina monologues for boobs. I don't right. want to copy what Eve has done. She's amazing. Right. This show has to be a musical. So then I started writing it from the perspective of how would it be a musical, which is why Jennifer and I are, you know, supporting cast now rather than like the least of the show. Because you're not singers. Because we're not singers. <laughs> no, but you don't want to hear me sing. It had to be a musical because there are so many emotional moments and there's also so many silly and embarrassing moments. And I think there's a way that song can communicate that more than just scenes. Sure. So for me, when she had this idea, do a show about boobs, initially my producer side which I've always worn all the hats so my producer goes oh there's the ticket there's something that's universal there's something that's Mm -hmm. commercial there's something that everybody's going to want to literally buy a ticket for right this is worth your time to invest in and that was when I was in my late 20s and so I thought okay from this brain this is worth doing this will be interesting then as I became a mom, I had my whole new can of worms open up to me. And then it became like a crusade for me, like a yeah. real anthem of we've got to talk about this because all people tell you at your baby shower is how happy you're going to be and what a great mom you're going to be. <laughs> and nobody tells you that means someone's going to throw up on your right. boobs <laughs> while you're doing the thing. Your sciatica is kicking in and yeah. now you're supposed to go to work and pretend like you're happy to be there. You know right, what I mean? Right. So for me, that's when all of this I mean so many songs have come out of my own motherhood motherhood which I wouldn't have you know we have a song called don't shame me which Mm -hmm. means don't shame me when I'm breastfeeding 
in public. Mm-hmm. Don't shame me if I can't produce milk and I have to use formula. Right. And There's I, a lot that's of that how that I happens. feed my kid. Yeah. And so it's an amazing song and everybody is really connecting with it because once you're a mom, you know you're ashamed at the doctor's office, you're shamed mm-hmm. by your family, shamed you're shamed in your Facebook secret group, you're shamed yeah. in the thing. Like there's like <laughs> intense battles. You're shamed on your podcast yeah. with your yeah. things possibly. I don't right. know. But yeah. you know, it's just like no one better shame me on my podcast. <laughs> the endless <laughs> like ways that we Dare shame that. each other. Yeah, yeah. Is a song that when I started my first draft when I was 28, it wasn't even like it was a, a glint in the eye. Like yeah, I had it was no a different idea. Song then, huh? you know. So you know, originally it was going to be like here's two songs about motherhood, and now there's way more than that. And yeah. I think they're really, they're really funny because they're so true. You know, and that's sort of that. the crux of the whole show. It's all really funny because it's true, right, or it's really that. heartbreaking because it's true. You know. I love that. It yeah. sounds wonderful, you guys. I wish I it's could It's really fun. <laughs> I know. I can't, well, what we're, I can't go. go. I mean, you're already sold out anyway. Otherwise, I, t- I would try well, to find a way in. But Well, we'll figure something out. But I think it sounds amazing. The point of this show is to drive somebody, an investor or a theater company or someone to say, hey, I want to put the bucks in that'll take this to the next level and yeah. let's do it. Yeah. I can see this show. Like, what's, your, yeah, what's your dream scenario? I, Off-Broadway. Right? Broadway, yeah. off Broadway, Vegas. I could see something the like Dorothy that. The Dorothy Chandler Pavilion mm-hmm. downtown, right. somewhere yeah. large. There are three. I think Vegas, mm-hmm. New York, L.A. for a longer run could be great. I can see this starting to be a smaller tour that goes around, which is oh, why sure. I mentioned yeah. South Africa. Yeah. I actually spoke to someone uh, last week who's very involved with theater there, and he was like, whoa, this show would do so great there. And, you know, we kind of had a really interesting conversation because it's just missing. Nobody yeah. talks about it. And everybody talks about it. In the, I think what happens when you're a mom is you have this leave it to beaver idea or you're like, Modern farmhouse latte version of Leave it to Beaver. Whatever your idea is of motherhood. And then it happens. And there are so many parts of it that are so gross and embarrassing. Mm -hmm. And you don't realize that for the first three months, if you're nursing, that you're just going to walk around your house topless. Yeah. Like you're just kind of topless all the time. Because before you know it, you have to feed again. And now the thing. And now this. And now da 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 You're like kind of topless all the time right your husband doesn't know you're gonna be topless all the time. like it's weird for him like what's happening you know I just think that these things talked about makes it easier for not only the person experiencing it but the marriage dynamic of it sure if the guy knows what to expect yeah you know all those kinds of things Again, so you could say comedy. I don't think not anyone just moms knows. could go, but moms bring your husband yes. and your significant yes. other. This is for women and the men that love them. Yeah. Right. Either it's your, not for children. Your, <laughs> yeah. Either your adult child who loves you and you're a breast cancer survivor mm-hmm. or someone who's dealt with, you know, a myriad of health issues. You know, this is definitely like a show for guys. And we have a ton of guys coming on Monday, which I'm really excited yeah. about. Yay. Yeah. I love it, you guys. We'll tell everybody quickly where they can find out more information about the show and the future of the show and all that sure lifeinboobs.com and there is a little place you can put in your email and we can let you know about future performances cool. and also you can drop us an email there and tell us that you think we're being too salacious whatever <laughs> broadway <laughs> or whatever say i've got the theater for you yeah if you do. have a theater on broadway please contact these ladies <laughs> yes um no but seriously i think it's wonderful and one of the things that i love about this show is when i have people on who are doing something they're passionate about and that they're enjoying doing and it seems like you guys really are and i think it's very exciting so i'm i'm looking forward to seeing 
this on Broadway one day. Thank I'm just going to, I'm going to, the secret. I'm Do using it. the secret. Universe. I'm projecting yeah, we'll get, it to we'll the universe. Thank you. That's <laughs> good. You're supposed to be. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, ladies. You. Thank so you so much. Thank you for having us. Love this. Yay. All right, you guys. I'm going to put up all the information that the ladies just talked about up on motherhoodinhollywood.com. Woo, that's going to do it for me. You guys have a wonderful week. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.